I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms. But in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM. And it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content. And we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable, too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine Saturday matinee to you, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? You okay? I'm good. Yeah. I can't believe that it's basically July. Why is it, why is that a like 2018 yeah. is halfway over? Yeah, it is. And we're now in the heat of movie season now. Like summer blockbuster season. We're in the heat of it. The heat. Yeah, in the heat of the moment. And that's why we actually take breaks because we have so many giant vapid blockbusters to catch that we need to take time off of our podcast. What even opened this week? <sighs> what big movies? I don't know. I maybe Sicario 2? Yeah. Right? I mean that's not like a big big movie. No, it's not. I mean, they're treating it like a big, big movie, but it's not like that's Jurassic World. Exactly. Too. That's not going to be a thing. I don't know. Maybe this. Steve liked it a lot. He might see it a bunch of times. What, Jurassic World 2? No, Sicario 2. 
Oh, did he see it already? No, he saw Sicario 1, and he liked it a lot. So I imagine he'll see well, 2 a lot of times to make up for it. Oh, I see. Okay. When you have to explain it, Andy, the joke doesn't mean anything anymore. Takes all the fun out of it. <laughs> I don't know, Sicario 2 or Uncle Drew? Did Uncle Drew open? <laughs> That's surprising. I think Uncle Drew probably. <laughs> theatrical release. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> I, all things considered. No, I, I think it'll probably be... Um, it's got to be Sicario, right? I don't think either of them will beat Jurassic World. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well, if we're counting that. Of the new releases, yes, yeah, Sicario 2 will yeah. beat Uncle Drew, I'm yeah. sure. It is is Jurassic World is still on top? I didn't look this morning. I got I, I haven't gotten the handy email yet. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I, I, I guess we should have just a, a moment of uh, giving you a chance to rattle off some thoughts on Fallen Kingdom. I mean, I had a fun time with it, I but I did feel like th- they were a little confused as to what they were trying to do with it. Were yeah. they trying to kind of go real kind of more intense, like deep sci-fi sort of stuff with us? Uh, I, I mean, I say that, you know, regarding the first Jurassic Park movie, it certainly wasn't like heavy sci-fi. It still was a fun thrill ride, but they were trying to do a little more with it. This felt like they were trying to do a little more with it, but they were also trying to do kind of like a Jurassic park three with it where it's just kind of fun monster movie sort of thing Mm -hmm. i felt like they they could not find the right balance um but i still had fun i enjoy watching the dinosaurs run around and destroy things um but it was very problematic for me uh did you have a problem with the massive construction project that went on underneath the old man's house. Oh yes, under under Lockwood. Lockwood. Ben under, Lockwood. Ben Lockwood's basement. Yeah, yeah it was a real. Uh, I, like, why is an entire dino jail and runway under his house, and he never realized it? With an entire back garage entrance. Yeah, multiple also. garage doors going up and down, and semis yeah, that carry dinosaurs that are screaming. Now, the only way well, I've been he able cl- to and he clearly planned it because yeah. he he designed it with the dumbwaiter built into it all the way to the floor right yeah i the only way i was kind of rationalizing it is that uh he knew that he was going to bring this is ben lockwood knew that he was going to bring dinosaurs into his house the whole time as a way station to get them somehow to the new island happy place to the happy place and that's how i've had to to move on with my life that's really the only way you can rationalize it because it's (laughs) Otherwise, it's pretty ridiculous. It's pretty ridiculous. My theory is that they they wrote it that way purely to keep the little girl involved. Otherwise, there's no logical reason for any of that. Which is a little bit frustrating because I actually liked the little girl. And it's too bad that she was caught up in a very weird storyline. And I don't mind that story, Alan. I think it's actually fairly interesting. But Mm -hmm. again, it's that weird mishmash of what were they trying to do with this film well at least there's another one coming andy that's going to be it's it's jurassic i think it's jurassic world redemption i think that's what it's going to be called they're called? betting betting heavily on the title i see mm-hmm. you see anything else uh this week since we've since we last spick um yes i know you uh, have that was a leading question because i've been watching your letterbox reviews and they're bananas again i don't know what has happened you have a job. I, I know. I'm, 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 hitting, I'm hitting that phase, though. Um, nothing really theatrically, um, although I did see Tag and I enjoyed it quite a bit. But but really, it's just playing catch up with a lot of movies and um, all and TV shows and stuff. But, um, you know, I, I've been watching some Satoshi Kon um, uh, anime films. I watched Tokyo Godfathers, which I enjoyed quite a bit. 
You know, I just rewatched Ghost in the Shell, which I mean, I know we had some some I can't remember if it was here at the Satmat conversations about that, because uh, I think we'd probably pick that as a trailer pick way back when with the live action ScarJo mm-hmm. version. I have to say, after rewatching the anime version, I was like, this is really not that great. I <laughs> feel like if I'm going to rewatch it, I'm going to watch the ScarJo version. It was pretty weak, and I was really disappointed. Um, so I'm curious to watch the sequel to see if the sequel um, redeems it in any way. Uh, wow. So, um, yeah, I, I just didn't dig it. I And it was, like, boring, too. God. That was, like, the biggest sin is it was really boring. Stupid memory tricks. Now I want to watch yeah. it again. Yeah, I know. Well, if you do, I'm curious to see what you think. Yeah. Maybe I was just in the wrong headspace, but. Wow. Well, uh, let's see. I, I actually did have kind of a busy week. Uh, much of it was today uh, because I was prepping for this show for our list. And I came across <laughs> I came across two movies that I hadn't seen but looked fun. And so I watched them. And <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't I didn't intend tend to do that that was not my intention and so that was that was that so i can't tell you what they were yet but i will uh, but i also watched this week i i pulled some late nights and finally got through God, it's been a long time since i've talked about this on the show uh guillermo guillermo del toro and chuck hogan's um uh, series the strain uh based on their books of the same name i finally finished season four and i binged one two and three um a long time ago and so now the series is over, and I am disappointed because it was a fun little horror vampire romp with some interesting Did it end, characters. end, or was it canceled ending? Like, oh, we're not going to get a chance to finish this. This is our quick ending, and then we're out. Or did it actually wrap up? I, um, it, it wrapped up. Um, it wrapped up enough. And I think it, they knew it was coming. They knew the cancellation was, or they knew it was going to end. It effectively got through, I, you know, that it, it it split from the books in a number of key ways. And so it didn't huh. end quite the same way the books did, but it, it ended enough. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's done. I mean, it's, it's, it's done. Do you want me to tell you? Can I tell you? You're not going to no, watch no, it. No, are no. you, are you going to watch don't spoil it? it. I want to, I kind of want to spoil it. I'm curious. I read the first book and that's it. I have not gotten back to it ever. Well, the books were essentially written like a like a TV show. <laughs> like they were, yeah, uh, oh, it was, totally. It was very, it was intentional. It feels very much like that. So the series, I I quite enjoyed. I, you know, it's fun. It's it goes down easy. That's what I'm going to say. Goes down easy. Gotcha. All right. Gotcha. So that was uh, that was ten hours of my week right there that just somehow got <laughs> sucked, sucked into. Um, disappeared quickly. Yeah, disappeared quickly. I've got a lot of movies to it catch happens. up on this week, though. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited. Got some good things on the in the queue. Excellent. Uh, do you have any other news? Or are we going to talk about trailers? Uh, trailers, I guess. Can we can we talk about my bonus trailer? I took I stole a bonus trailer. You did. If you're talking about your bonus trailer, I'm talking about my bonus trailer. <laughs> okay, but that doesn't mean you don't get it. Doesn't you don't get the rule? I, I I don't get the rule, but I'm at least going to mention it. Yeah, you can you can. Do you want to mention it first? Mine's going to be super quick. So is mine. Okay. So mine is uh, unseen. Juliet naked. <laughs> <laughs> mine is still unseen, and it is the an Invisible Man movie from One Media, and uh, this is the official trailer uh, dropped on the 25th, and 
it, it, what did you think of it? Just tell me real quick. What did you think of it? Intriguing. Okay. I love that it's taking it in a new direction. It, I find it quite intriguing. I don't know if I'm interested in the story uh, yet, at least from the trailer. I didn't think the trailer was a success, but it really at least intrigued me. How, how would you describe the new direction that they're taking it in? Just, you know, theme, tone, genre. It just feels like they're looking at it as a serious, uh, a serious like potential horror film, as opposed to kind of some of the the schlocky monster movie versions that they've done. Because I, I think they've done some interesting things with the character in the past. I mean, the invisible nature of the character and how it drives him mad. Yeah, but especially the Kevin Bacon remake. Man, I mean, they just went down a really dumb road. Yeah. Um, this looks like they're going down the horror road and it makes it look really intriguing. I, I am also intrigued, but I'm mostly intrigued because of their SEO strategy. Because, you know, the the notes on the trailers, they mean something, right? That's, that's one of the things that, that YouTube is looking at when it serves up your film in search results. <laughs> and the, the notes in this trailer, unseen official trailer, uh, Invisible Man Movie HD says... Comedy, kids, family and animated film, blockbuster, action cinema blockbuster, sci-fi movie, fam- fantasy film drama. <laughs> what? I have a feeling like One Media has that on any of their trailers. I think though. they do, too. Like, I, I do, yeah. too. That's how it reads. But I think that might be a mistake. There's nothing be, else. Yeah. When this guy pulls back and his head is missing, are you looking at his broken rib cage? That's kind of gory. Uh, anyway. Yeah. I laughed much good. harder than you did, but uh, I thought it was funny anyway. It it probably won't be very good because it's coming from one media, but not. But but I'd like to, like it to be good. I would like it to be good too. I like the art. Yeah. Uh, tell me about your bonus trailer. Um, Juliet naked. That's it. This was just for you Ethan to Hawk. get the Ethan Hawke rule. No, it's not even getting the. I, obviously, I didn't pull it because I would have been going first. Yeah, I know. You know, it was based on a book I enjoyed quite a bit. Oh, I did not read that book. You should, because it's uh, it's a wonderful Nick Hornby book. Mm, Nick Hornby. So check out the book and then watch the trailer. Um, Ethan Hawke's and everything, and they're adapting it into a film. So it got me excited. All right. Ethan Hawke's and everything, and I want him to be my brother. Plus, it, got, it has Rose Byrne and Chris O'Dowd, so it's got to be good. Yeah. Is Chris O'Dowd drunk at any point? Uh, I don't recall him being drunk. Okay. What's your real trailer? So my real trailer, Pete, um, have you heard of this fella, this director uh, by the name of Robert Zemeckis? Hmm. Zemeckis, Zemeckis rings a bell. I'm not sure. Tell me more. Well, I know it's a common name that's like all over the place. (laughs) You know, Zemeckis, you know, it's just, you know, it's the other, it's John Doe, Robert Zemeckis. Right, right. They're right there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Believe it or not, this guy actually has had quite a big film career, and you just might not have realized it, that he's been behind so many projects that you have seen. Like what? Give me so, one. Like, uh, I like, I want to hold your hand. Oh, no. Heard of that one? No. Not ringing any no. bells. Well, it's an interesting one that's worth checking out. Okay. Uh, how about this one? Used cars. Ooh, that sounds like a deep Familiar? Cut. Yeah. Sounds familiar, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And then it gets into, you know, to territory that you're probably more familiar with. <laughs> Romancing the Stone, Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you know, Death Becomes Her, Forrest Gump. Mmm, Death Becomes Her. 
That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> the I thought one. that might be the one. That's the one. And Beowulf. That's, yeah. that's probably the other one that sticks with you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Gold Angelina Jolie with a tail. Yes. Ah, yes. Those were the days. That's the one. Nobody takes risks anymore, Andy. Nobody. I leave it to this man, Robert Zemeckis. Well, anyway, yes, Robert Zemeckis has a new film coming out later this year. It is called Welcome to Marwin, which is based on a true story. There's there's already been a documentary about it called Marwin Call, which I have not seen. Uh, it looks interesting. I watched the trailer for the documentary. I believe Steve Sarmento um, enjoyed the documentary quite a bit and uh, was like, wow, I wonder if they're going to end it the way the documentary ended, um, which left me very uh, curious. I still have not seen the documentary, but... This trailer looks really, really interesting. It's inspired by Jeff Malmberg's uh, documentary, like I said, about this character, Mark Hogenkamp. Uh, Steve Carell plays this guy. He's a victim of, a, of an, an assault. And when he kind of comes out of it, his brain isn't completely working right. And so what he does to kind of get through his recovery is he constructs this like village out of toys and like this World War II village with Nazis and soldiers and all this stuff. And he puts his friends in it. Like um, Leslie Mann is one of his friends. Um, uh, I can't remember who else are his friends. Uh, Janelle Monae, uh, Merritt Weaver. And uh, and he, he puts them in as characters. And they all kind of help stop the Nazis and everything. But through the process of doing this with the toys, it actually kind of helps him get out of this mental space that he's in and it looks really fascinating and robert zemeckis who is a really fascinating filmmaker who has done um you know some of the films that we've already uh, uh that i mentioned earlier films we've talked about on the show before uh not to mention the kind of that cg uh mocap stuff that he started doing with polar express and beowulf um and a Christmas Carol that some people really got on, but I think that he was really kind of pushing the uh, the place that uh, cinema could go with that. And I feel like he's adapted that into this by taking it and and putting it into these toys and doing something really really interesting. So I don't know. I watched this trailer and it got me really excited. What do you think of this one? Yeah, no, I was uh, right in it with you. Um, I, I think Steve Carell. It, this is another one that's going to be a, a chance for him to to really show off. And um, you know, just I I can't help but reminisce about the Daily Show. Uh, you know, and uh, watching him uh, be such a goofball, and now he is an actor whose name gets me in the theater, and that is just fantastic. This movie looks terrific the attention to detail uh his attention to performance uh it's it's uh, it looks beautiful and scary and and uh, heartwarming so i i think it looks great well you know i'm a big tom hanks fan and tom hanks was an actor who moved very beautifully from comedy yeah. to drama and some people said that jim carrey was kind of the that next thing but i don't think he ever quite worked to kind of fully make that transition but I do feel Steve Carell is making that transition too. amazingly. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. I mean, you look at stuff like what he did in um, uh, Bruce Almighty, which is uh, still one of the funniest things I've ever seen him do. Yeah. And uh, and then you look at what he did in Foxcatcher. Yeah. 
and it's a huge difference. Truly. So anyway, I'm very excited. This I wonder what's going to happen because he's got. I mean, have you seen his list of upcoming uh, films that are in post and and that have been announced? Uh, I have. He's he's playing Don Rumsfeld in the movie Backseat, uh, which I hadn't heard of. It's Adam McKay's next film, and uh, with um, Amy Adams and Christian Bale, and I think uh, that stands to obviously be a, a controversial story, I'm sure. But then, uh, even more so, perhaps Minecraft the movie. He's playing Steve. Uh, I used to wonder if Minecraft needed to become a movie, and then I discovered that Steve Carell was in it, and Rob McElhaney was writing and directing it. <laughs> of course, that's my very favorite uh, show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, and so m- maybe it has earned some credibility above that which I would naturally give it. That makes me wonder if it's going down the Lego movie route, right? which certainly kind of took the much sillier version yeah. of of things which worked you know in context of that film i i wonder if minecraft can pull well something i i similar. sure hope it doesn't uh, it doesn't go down the road of uh, you know the emoji movie you know what i mean like the, i i i because the the lego movie uh was silly and then devastatingly uh thoughtful uh yeah. and i want that out of this movie they're going to do this if they're going to get these people then it better be like that or they better swear right. a lot, like it's always sunny, and they just better be drunk all the time. If it's like sunny, <laughs> just horrible, horrible Minecraft characters. Oh, uh, that's funny. Okay, can we talk about mine now? When's yours coming? Get that out. Uh, it is coming uh, it, right at the end of the year. It is coming uh, December eight, December twenty first. All right. So it's a it's a holiday film. All right. My trailer, Andy, is Creed two. Creed 2, you might ask yourself, you might ask yourself, do we need a Creed 2? Well, of course, if you saw Creed, you need a Creed 2. Uh, <laughs> well, if, if you had five Rockies, of course, yeah, of course you're going to need a Creed 2. And it, since we had five Rockies, I think they're trapped in that vortex of only being able to tell stories that they've already told, or at least stories in orbit of stories they've already told. So this one, since we've already brought back Rocky with uh, Sylvester Stallone, who are we going to bring back into? We're going to bring back Dolph Lundgren uh, as Ivan Drago. And his, I assume, son, Victor Drago, played by boxer Florian Monteau. Now, Andy, I want to I wanna do a little experiment here. I have a clip that I would like to send you, uh, and I, wanna, I want you to respond to it in real time. But I want to set it up first, okay? Is that okay? Because oh, okay. I don't want you to watch it until I... <laughs> <laughs> Can you do this? Okay. Sure. So uh, I'm, I'm watching... Um, uh, I was watching The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. And there is Sylvester Stallone. There he is talking about Creed. He says that there is a like a rocky uh, family. And in order to be in the family, if you really want to be in the family, you got to take a hit. Like you've, you've got to take a hit from a professional boxer and they got to knock you out. Like that's how you join the, <laughs> the rocky family. Well, that sounds fun. It's not. Uh, it, it's not fun. And so Michael B. Jordan says, "Okay, I can. I can take it. That's fine. I'll take it." And and Sly, he said, "You know, I I took the hit. I took the hit many times." And uh, Fallon says, "Like who who hurt you the most?" He said, "Oh, Lundgren put me in the hospital for four days." 
And so that's kind of how the story starts. And he starts telling stories. He says, you know, we in the movies, you see these hits. Like, you see these shots. In boxing movies, they're always these wide shots. So the audience can see it's always slowed down. And you see the arms and the fists coming. And it's all very dramatic. But it, when you're really tra- taking a hit from a, a pro, there's no, like, you don't see it coming. You, you hardly see the fist. And it happens so fast. And suddenly you're just, you're singing with the angels. That's, that's what it's like. And so they, uh, he told Michael this. He said, no, you're not in the family until you take this shot. And he said, okay, I'm going to take the shot. Let's do it. And so this is a shot that did end up in the movie. It, it's, they call it the dead man walking uh, shot. And I'm going to post this now for you. And it's, it should start. It's the YouTube. It should start right where the cell phone camera kicks in. I just want you to react. Just tell me what you think. It's, it's really unbelievable when, when a pro hits you. So yeah. Michael goes, bring it on. I have no, if you can do it, I'm going to do it. So I have, say, be careful what you wish for, Michael. This is a clip. This is real. And uh, see, this is a clip of them filming behind the scenes. But this is, they made it into the movie. Here's Michael B. Jordan uh, getting the dead man walking scene, getting clobbered. Watch this. It's real. Watching and action. Oh, cow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you need to watch it again? <laughs> I have to watch this again. He already looks like he's... Oh, jeez. Like the warm-up shot that wow. the guy is, like, preparing is right oh before God. they yell action. That warm-up shot is... So it looks so gentle. Like it looks like such a little tap. And it all I can think about is dear god man, we are very fragile creatures. Wow. Cuz I don't care. I mean, drops like like <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And it's it feels it's so rehearsed too. Like yeah. they're just like do to do okay and here we go. Pop. And what you miss is, in the, you're going to have to watch the whole interview because Stallone says, you know, after he has this conversation with Michael, he goes back to the actor playing the boxer that is in the ring with him and says, okay, we're going to go ahead and do it. I want you to put a little hip in it this time. And that's what a little hip looks like. I, I've never wanted to box, Pete. Not even a little I've bit. never no, wanted God. to get in a ring and no. get hit. No, not even. It's not even the hitting somebody else. It's the getting hit. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's the part that just kills it for me. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. So after that experience, so that was for Creed. Uh, it it I come back to Creed too, and I'm thinking, God, Michael B. Jordan, man. I'm thinking more of that guy that he's coming back into the ring after that experience. Uh, I don't know that I would want to do a sequel, uh, but uh, I'm you know I'm a sucker for these boxing movies. I think they get that they've they got the last one right. I I really enjoyed it, and uh, I, I like this cast. I worry uh although i haven't heard any of the hue and cry that we're stuck in just you know retreading old stories um you know that we're going back to ivan drago um it, it the trailer to me feels like enough of a retread that people should start complaining but i i haven't heard it yet i don't know why um well i i think that because they did a really good job with creed yeah like they made a great film that allowed the franchise to keep moving forward uh, without um, feeling like it was, is you know, it was just retreading. I mean, yes, it was pulling back to the Adonis Creed story and his son and all of that, but it still felt fresh. And 
I think that this there there's enough here with the hubris that Creed seems to be having in the trailer and stuff, and then this whole idea of 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 uh, the the you know this enemy from the past, the son of the enemy from the past. It it, it really kind of seems pretty interesting. So I don't know. Uh, I I'm really um, not in touch with the Rocky franchise. Um, I've only seen the first film and Creed. Whoa, 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 so, whoa, 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 so, whoa. So Andy, no, that, stop talking. <laughs> what? I have had this conversation with you every time we've talked about a Rocky movie. And yes, I still haven't watched them. <laughs> Good God, man. You know this is the this is like the first series I'm gonna begin lobbying for for next year. I've never had interest no, in them. I don't care. Oh my That's God. you're so I, sweet. I'm... I don't care. <laughs> Jeez. I've seen clips, and the clips have made me so much less interested. Yep. Nope, we're gonna do all of them. God, I, and now it's all I can oh, think about. Man, oh. I gotta go start watching Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. I anyway, to uh, I don't know what I'm gonna pull out then, but <laughs> this is uh, not great. Here we go. The, but still, the director uh, and uh, is Steve Capel Jr. I don't know any of his work. He has done not a whole lot. Uh, he from here he most immediately came from a Rapture, a TV miniseries documentary, uh, a couple of episodes of Grownish, and The Land, which is a story of four teenage boys trying to escape the streets of Cleveland. Uh, and just judging by watching a little bit of the trailer, you get a feel for uh, at least his sense and sensibility, uh, you know, around camera. I, I, I'm interested in seeing it. But man, this is a guy who was just plucked uh, to do a very big movie with some very high expectations. So, well, he did that big HBO project that Will Smith produced. It was that miniseries uh, adapted from. Devery Anderson's bio, em- Emmett Till, the murder that shook, the- shocked the world and propelled the civil rights movement. Oh, interesting. So he did, he uh, wrote that. So interesting. Which one? Where was that? It's not showing up in his IMDb. No idea, but it's on Wikipedia. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, so we'll see. I I um I I. Very interested in it. Uh, Florian Monteau looks great as Victor Drago. It'll be great to see Dolph Lundgren uh, again. And of course, you know. Will it? I think it will. Oh, you <laughs> shut it. Not until you've seen that, <laughs> seen that movie do you get to say anything about it. I will crush him. Oh, Andy. Well, he, you know, it's just funny that you picked that because didn't uh, there's just a movie that... Um, uh, he and Van Damme did that just came out uh, this week. Wasn't there one? Um, Blackwater, is that the one? Is that the one? Oh, interesting. Um, God, he's got a ton in the can. <laughs> His post-production. Yeah. Um, yeah, Blackwater. Marco plays Marco. There it is. So anyway, <laughs> you know what's interesting about this, Andy? This Blackwater, a deep cover operative, awakens to find himself imprisoned in a CIA black site on a submarine. Oh, oh, <laughs> transition. We should move on to the list. But first, let me tell you, this comes out November 21st, 2018. And you know what that means, Andy. Do you? Do you? It's probably my tell birthday me. movie. Oh, boy. God, I don't like your tone. <laughs> no, I, I actually am excited <laughs> for the Creed films. 
more so than I was for most of the Rocky films. Um, but, uh, and mostly it's because I think Michael B. Jordan is just such a fascinating actor. And I love that they've found a way to kind of keep that franchise moving forward, um, and still have Stallone involved. Like now that he's training Creed's son, I find this, uh, much more compelling. So very curious. You, I, uh, I feel like until you've made it through all of the other Rocky movies, the roller coaster relationship that us fans have with Stallone and his choices around some of these movies. <laughs> oh, Andy. Oh, Andy. Here, so I can't, this is going to be a great series. I can't wait. Uh, can't. Uh, I, I, I can't. You know uh, what? Wait. July is back on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, luckily it's not. It uh, it's not long enough to actually fit the franchise every other day we're just doing a every other day. <laughs> it's like summer school that's exactly we're, right we're gonna cram it in <laughs> we're gonna cram eight how many five what how many did he do there was rocky five right and then there was rocky balboa so that's six and then so eight films yeah really seven because we can't can't put creed two on the list yet nope not yet two a week two a week oh I'm so excited about this <laughs> let's do the list Andy. Right. let's do it so uh, we talked about uh, oceans eight on the show this week and for those astute uh, film viewers who enjoyed it with us uh, noticed that there were, were there was a convenient toy submarine involved in the plot and so over on our discord we did put our list up of choices that did include uh, toys or submarine submarine movies. We did films about jewels, <laughs> films involving the fashion industry and submarine movies. Extra credit if you can do a toy submarine or a submarine that involves a heist, but really submarine movies, that's the thing that got picked. So do you want to kick it off? I will, Andy. Uh, I will. And I will start with what has, as of about uh, four o'clock this afternoon, become an immense guilty pleasure. I watched it in what is possibly the worst uh, uh, scenario. I watched it as a bootleg on YouTube that had been cropped artificially and added uh, like a comic sort of posterized filter on top of it so YouTube wouldn't wouldn't uh delete it and give them a copyright hit but i watched it and that movie is directed and written by erwin allen it's voyage to the bottom of the sea which was hysterical uh it, it was uh, released july 12th 1961 and it <laughs> it's an amazing little backyard disaster film that i think everybody needs to see it, it it's all about this uh, brand new nuclear submarine uh, that is going to propel mankind into the future, and its design is fantastic and swoopy. And they go on their voyage, uh, their their uh, initial run, and they're touring all the mucky mucks. And about twenty minutes into the film, they they uh, surface and discover that oh dear God, there's a belt of fire around the planet in the skies. The skies are on fire, and if they don't do something, if they don't change the temperature of the planet, they are going to uh, start the clock, and that clock is about three weeks. The Earth has three weeks to survive. The flaming skies. Uh, the effects are hysterical. The, the sub was filmed in a bathtub, it feels like, but it, it, it was really fun. And uh, so if you're into B-movie schlock and submarines and you like your skies on fire, you should check out Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. 
1961. You could do worse. You really, you actually, you could. You could do worse. <laughs> Hilarity ensues when the sky's afire. Wow. Have you ever seen it? I've never seen it. That's, uh, I, I've certainly heard of that one, but I've never bothered with it. Y- you know what? Uh, uh, I don't even know if it came up when we talked about Poseidon Adventure. It didn't. I don't think it did. And uh, I'll tell you, if it wasn't right there, this is the, the the joy of YouTube. If it wasn't right there, I would not have clicked play. But it was one of those where I clicked play and suddenly, like, an hour and 30 minutes had gone by. And it was a really fun little black hole. So there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. What's yours? Well, my first choice is it's an interesting little submarine horror movie that uh, came out in 2002, directed by David Twohey, um, written and produced by Darren Aronofsky, that um, I went and saw in theaters. I, I don't think anybody heard about it. It disappeared very quickly from theaters, and it probably lost money at the box office. But it's called Below, and it's kind of a submarine horror movie that I found... Um, pretty effective, actually. Uh, it's this World War II submarine that um, is involved. You know, it's trying to sink a German submarine, and um, but uh, one of the commanders dies, and then people think that there's like ghosts on the ship, and it it gets really creepy. They do a really effective job, at least my memory of of kind of making it feel like this submarine is haunted to the point where like one guy is so freaked out that he actually runs down the length of the submarine to an escape hatch and and escapes out of the sh- the submarine while it's underwater because he is so terrified it was really effective <laughs> and really creepy so um uh i i had a really good time I'm curious to see if it still holds up to see if it actually was uh, as memorable and effective as I thought it was. But um, but I liked it. So uh, that's my first choice Uh, below. uh, This came up in my research. I have never seen it. And uh, it sounds like I should. It's creepy. It's done in a way that is not I mean, it's not, you know, the kind of the gory horror or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. It's like a, a haunted house horror. And so problem is that uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, I, it's I don't like submarines like at all. And it makes me think like adding that sort of shock, sort of horror thriller kind of element, the claustrophobia of the submarine, the imminent death of being underwater. I, maybe I shouldn't, but now maybe I you should. should do it. You just do it. Uh, just do you're it. You're a terrible influence. I am. That's what I'm here <laughs> for. All right. What's your second? Um, my next is a movie that I have not seen uh, in many, many years, but uh, it is also from the 60s. And because we are, our series is based on a toy submarine, I felt like I needed to do something with a small submarine, if you know where I'm going. Now, the first <laughs> choice is one that we, I believe, have already used in a Saturday matinee pick. So I have elected not to choose that one. I went with this that is, I, I, I thought it was going to be, this is terrible. This is a terrible B-movie schlock, but bizarrely, it stands at over six stars on IMDb. So I bring you Fantastic Voyage 1966. A scientist is nearly assassinated. In order to save him, a submarine is shrunken to microscopic size and injected into his bloodstream with a small crew 
problems arise almost as soon as they enter the bloodstream, as you can imagine. It's it's just cellular delight of m- many, many adults taking themselves very seriously, uh, working with a lot of toys. And I think that's really uh, fun. Uh, it actually comes from the book. It's an adaptation that was performed by uh, David Duncan, directed by Richard Fleischer. Uh, screenplay written by Harry Kleiner. So, uh, I don't know. Have you seen this one? Raquel Welch is in it. Yes. Donald Pleasance. I have, but I don't remember it very well. I do remember some of the effects feeling like, uh, well, I mean, it was dated, but I felt like it was pretty high tech at the time, like battling the cells or whatever it was you know yeah and they get out and swim and there's right right. they swim through like viscous stuff spit snot uh but uh arthur kennedy through snot was that a scene (laughs) you know who's in it uh (laughs) you know who who plays technician james brolin hey look at Mm, that look at that yeah donald pleasant stephen boyd raquel welch ed o'brien uh you know it it's that cast it's the 60s uh, adventure cast. There you go. Absolutely. Fantastic. Nice. Voyage. What's yours? Well, my next choice is a, a film that also is from the sixties that I have loved forever. Like ever since I first saw this film, um, I've just been totally drawn into its world. And I think largely it's because of the amazing work that Ray Harryhausen did with the creature effects. Um, this is the, I guess you could call it a sequel in some way to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which by all, you know, yeah. rights deserves it to be on the any list, list involving right. submarines. Right. But it is uh, The Mysterious Island that Cy Enfield directed in 1961. Um, it is about some uh, soldiers during Civil War who escape a a prison camp in a hot air balloon and they get lost in a storm and they land on this mysterious island where they end up encountering a giant crab and they encounter, uh, you know, all these big creatures. This, this, I, I can't remember. It's like almost like a dodo bird sort of thing, but it's like that prehistoric bird. Um, giant bees, all sorts of stuff that um, that are on this island. And it turns out that good old Captain Nemo has made this his base and he's kind of been spying on them and eventually kind of invites them onto his uh, submarine that happens to be here, the Nautilus. And so um, that is the connection to the submarine uh, list here. Um, but it's it's a fun film and it's I think it might be a little slow and dated now, but it's one of those that I watched at just the right time when I was younger that I will always have a special place in my heart for it. That's my film, Mysterious Island. It's an awesome film, and I'm with you. I have, I actually have very little memory of it, uh, be, just but uh, other than that emotional memory of it because of, again, where I was when I watched it. Uh, yeah, It's got a special place in my heart. Uh, my next pick is another one that uh, I conquered today. And it is both my Steve Sarmento memorial pick and my Sino pick. You know what Sino means, don't you? I don't. Submarine in name only. That's right, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm skirting under the rules here because my movie is actually called 
Submarine, 2010's Submarine, uh-huh. uh, directed by Richard Ayoade. This is a fantastic movie about uh, a young boy whose uh, sole effort is to lose his virginity before his next birthday and to extinguish the flame between his mother and ex-lover who has resurfaced in her life. Patty Considine is in this movie. He's just wonderful. Craig Roberts is fantastic. Uh, and uh, Noah Taylor is in Yasmin Page as the, the girlfriend is just so witty and sharp and just diabolical. Again, had I not been able to push the button and watch this movie, I would not have been sucked into it. It was totally worth it. Uh, I finished this movie feeling like tastes of Sing Street and just that that sort of great wit. It, it, uh, and uh, it was it was just a lot of fun. Richard Ayoade is just fantastic. Uh, again, based on the novel by Joe Dunthorne, and, and uh, Iwade did the adaptation, so I had never seen it. There you go. I, I haven't seen it either, but I did work with the DP on The Imposter. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. No, you should see this quite, one. I think you'd like it. a good DP, yeah. I know, it's been on my list forever. I yeah. just have never gotten around to it. But One day, one day. Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Well, for my last pick, Pete, I feel really torn that uh, between picking there are several choices still on my list that I want to I want to shout out to um but I have to go with one of the two that decided to use the red and black po- or color scheme in the movie poster <laughs> um both films are fantastic submarine movies uh and it's really like a, a flip of the coin as to which is the one to talk about but uh, you know, I, I'm going to go with the one that came out first because I just enjoy I enjoy them both completely. But this is, uh, of course, uh, the brilliant 1990 film, The Hunt for Red October. John McTiernan directed it uh, based on Tom Clancy's novel. I mean, really, if we're talking submarine movies, I feel like that has to be on the list. <laughs> I was wondering. I was going to feel guilty if I didn't, uh, if it didn't end I up know. there somehow. Yeah. I, well, I thought for sure this and Crimson Tide were going to be the two steals that, that we would be stealing. <laughs> so I've been, I've been trying to get some other ones in there. But, um, but really, I had to at least put the Hunt for October on there. I mean, it's so stinking good. I love Alec Baldwin in this. Um, I think that Alec Baldwin makes a great Jack Ryan. And, um, I always liked him as Jack Ryan. I thought he was really interesting. And of course, you have Sean Connery, uh, just, you know, uh, despite the issues with any Russian, I think he is a brilliant uh, submarine captain. I love him in the film. I love the cat and mouse game, the kind of the chess game that they're playing underwater. Everything about this film works for me. Fantastic film and uh, just one of my submarine favorites. So there it is. You know, I I got to say, I'm right with you on Alec Baldwin's Jack Ryan. And uh, again, I think because... He was the first Jack Ryan I ever met. Um, he will always be the only Jack Ryan. However, uh, if if anybody I think can uh, you know can help shift me away from that, it it might just be in Amazon's upcoming uh, reboot, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, uh, which all, all of a sudden I can't remember his name. A, a Quiet Place. Um, uh, yeah, it's a John Krasinski. John Krasinski, yes, and Emily Blunt. She's not in uh-huh. Jack Ryan. Not. Wow, that hurt. That hurt hard. Anyway, he has... Uh, have you watched any of the trailers of this? Because he feels like he has some of that similar vibe, the Alec Baldwin uh, vibe that... Uh, 
I like so much. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to rank them so far, I would put, I, I think I would put um, Alec Baldwin and then Harrison Ford and uh, maybe then Chris Pine and then Ben Affleck. What I really want out of Ben Affleck is more accountant movies. <laughs> I have still haven't seen the <gasps> what? Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, so you I, I can't the accountant too balancing the books. <laughs> Andy, it's gonna be great. That is gold. <laughs> that is gold. Uh, look, you had something else you wanted to include uh, in here? Another shout out because believe me, I have one. Well, I did sneak in Crimson Tide. I don't know if you caught that. That certainly is one that deserves to be mentioned. Yeah. And then Journey to the Mysterious Island. I wanted to throw that one in there only because it's a great way to kind of continue the adventures with the Nautilus yeah. from uh, uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and Mysterious Island. Mine. Oh, and then I, I have one more, but oh, let me sure. see what you say. Oh, no. Well, mine no, mine no. was actually not uh, so much a submarine, uh, but it it is a Woody Allen movie. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> Everything you always wanted to know about sex, but we're afraid to ask. What a weird movie this is. Uh, but the the vignette in particular that I'm thinking about is the very last one where Woody Allen plays a sperm and Tony Randall and, and Burt Reynolds are like control room officer, uh, operators in the body. It's, it's a very uh, inside out kind of experience. And uh, it just it reminds me of submarine-esque things. And it's Woody Allen. So I wanted to bring that in for you. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Well, the other one I was going to throw out there was The Spy Who Loved Me. Ugh. You can't go wrong with a boat that opens up and engulfs submarines. <laughs> well, and a lotus that turns into a submarine. Uh, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's two. Yeah. Nice. Well James played. Bond has had a good number of encounters with submarines. You could probably do a whole list just of James Bond films. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. I also, though, I, I really like the the list that we put to the official list, the top six. I really I like too. these because they, I, I think they are uh, just as frivolous as the submarine in the movie of the week. That was good. Here, here. I, pat on the back. Well done, sir. Pat on the back. All right. What are we going to do next? Well, so I was thinking, uh, okay, so it's our hiatus. We're, we're going to be gone for a month, but we're going to release a couple of these while we're gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll put a poll up over on Discord for our listeners. Um, Sarmento threw out an idea of uh, beach movies, like favorite beach movies. Dibs on Piranha. And I was thinking favorite uh, Piranha. There you go. I was thinking favorite uh, vacation movies. Mm -hmm. Okay. Something else? Anything else? Well, um, I think favorite summer disaster movies because the Meg is coming S out. Like summer oh, I see. animal, you know, animal related summer fun. It has to be animal. Yeah, it's got to be animal related. So animal related disaster movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, there are a number of these movies of, you know, oh, summer, it's summertime. Kids are at camp. What kind of animal is going to eat them? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like grizzly. Right. <laughs> or, or ants. <laughs> or. Uh, <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm pretty excited about that that's hilarious well, well, we'll okay see. there you go that's my that's my contribution i love it so we'll put that up in uh in our uh, show talk channel 
go ahead and vote. I, we don't know exactly when we're going to do this first of our hiatus uh, episodes, but it might be probably in a couple of weeks, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know at a minimum we will have one. Yes. And that'll be coming. In a couple, we'll, we'll, we'll do two. We'll check in twice. But don't, you know, don't yeah. unsubscribe. That's really what we're saying. Probably won't be around That's next week, but we'll be back the week after. How about that? Probably. Right. I think that sounds, that fair. sounds fair. All right. Well, hey, uh, have a great uh, have a great summer. Hey, same to you. Ha- hags. Hags. If I, I wish I could sign your yearbook. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. We do have a couple more shows that are coming out next week. Um, what do we have coming up? Uh, we've got the uh, Congress. Congress. The Congress is coming up uh, and that's on Tuesday or is it the following Tuesday? I'm all out of whack. Uh, it's next Tuesday, or is this coming Tuesday? It's July 2nd, 3rd, 3rd. July 3rd. July 3rd, yeah. That's yeah. our last show. So July 3rd, you'll get a trailer rewind with uh, uh, Steve and JJ. They talk about the mind bender that is the Congress. Uh, check that out, and then we're on a break, and we'll see you, uh, see you next year. Fantastic. All right. See you when we get back, everybody. That's right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Andy. Thank you, Pete. No, thank you. No, really. Hondo. <laughs> Somebody had to say it. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well.